This is the Golden Ratio Wellness Podcast, and I'm your host, Rose Hollow, a board-certified traditional naturopathic doctor. For over a decade, I've been working in the field of mind-body-spirit wellness, and I'm an expert on the intersection of mental-spiritual wellness and hormonal balance. I'm the co-founder of Deep Roots Wellness, a holistic mental health practice, and founder of Golden Ratio Wellness, a traditional naturopathic practice, and the Peaceful Mama Protocol. On this show, I'll bring you simple strategies based in traditional medicine, real science, interviews with experts, and my own observations and insights from my time working one-on-one with some really amazing and inspiring women who have allowed me the honor of guiding them on their healing journeys. Now let's get started with today's episode. I made a list of some of the most common symptoms that my clients tend to have. And this is pretty much in the past year, how things have kind of shaken out. Fatigue is definitely the top complaint. Almost every single one of my clients give me a top three complaints or goals that they want to work on. And almost everybody has fatigue or the goal of wanting more energy as one of their main goals. Then, of course, we have moody, irritable, anxious, PMDD, weight management, overweight, memory problems, brain fog, decreased libido, irregular cycles, bloating, PMS, sleep challenges, insomnia, hair loss, and heavy periods. So the term estrogen dominance, you might hear me mention that throughout this. And that's a lot of what I work with personally. Um, It was coined to describe the adverse symptoms often encountered by men and women, believe it or not, if they have a naturally high level of estrogen or in the case of women have been on hormonal um, replacement therapy or the contraceptive pill. And sometimes that's an IUD also for any length of time and therefore have low progesterone levels. Estrogen dominance might also be caused by excessive unresolved stress and trauma, which I think is really a highly overlooked root cause. Being stuck in fight or flight, unhealthy relationships, illnesses or infections, mold is a big one that I see in my clients, um, and the accumulation of toxic xenoestrogen in the fatty tissue of the body. Estrogen dominance has nothing to do with the levels of estrogen in your blood. It's really based on your symptoms plus a not ideal ratio of estrogen to progesterone. Yeah. Okay. So when we're talking about estrogen and progesterone, estrogen is the lion and progesterone is the lion tamer. So now when I first started working as a naturopath, I was working in a holistic mental health practice. And I worked with a lot of local people here in Northwest Ohio. And a lot of the folks here don't have money to spend on alternative health sorts of services. So a lot of people didn't have the money to do a lot of functional medicine testing. So I was really 
getting um, pretty practiced at helping people with estrogen dominance, just working on symptoms alone. And I learned that symptoms really tell us a lot. So what matters is how you feel. And it's not a number from a small snapshot snapshot of time on a sheet of paper. Um, even that sometimes can be misleading. So if you like testing and if you want to spend the money and you can spend the money, the best test for hormones, I believe is the Dutch test. It's a dried urine test for comprehensive hormones by premier analytical. And it's not a cheap test, but if you can afford it, it's really worth the money that you spend on it because of the amount of information that it gives. It's a do-it-yourself kit that you can do at home and send into the company. I've done it myself and it was, you know, I don't like complicated things. I, I've done a lot of functional testing on myself. So um, I definitely had the chance to guinea pig this and it was very, very simple. You just literally pee on a piece of paper and then you fold it into a little triangle and dry it you stick it into an envelope and you send it into the company and they analyze it for you. And you just have to read the directions to make sure you get the timing, right? That's the hardest part. Um, and then you send it in and you get a whole slew of information. It's really cool. If you want to get blood testing, it can be more affordable, affordable because you can have that ordered through like a primary care or OBGYN. If they're willing to do that for you. It's also more, more um, affordable if you get the testing done through me, um, but your insurance can't pay for it. So if you have blood testing done, get estrogen and progesterone, progesterone drawn approximately seven days after ovulation and before your period. And if you are not cycling, then that's something that we would have to figure out at that time. And if you're symptomatic, we assume that your estrogen levels are actually higher because we don't know how much more is being stored in the tissue. And that's not going to show in the blood test. And sometimes also does not show in the dried urine test either. So no matter what, I am always looking at symptoms. If you have symptoms, there is some support and balancing that needs to be done for sure. The other one um, that I think is really important that I didn't put in here is prolactin levels. Prolactin can kind of be an alternative to an estrogen blood test. And that can tell us a lot about how much estrogen is in the tissues because when you have high estrogen, you also have high prolactin. So what holds people back from getting better on their own? Most of the time I hear that people are just plain confused about what to do. They, they read a lot of conflicting information or they just don't know where to start. <laughs> Some people are afraid of hurting themselves or making things worse or have even tried something that they have caused themselves like a detox reaction or estrogen kickback or something like that. And finally, the discipline needed to stay on track with the plan. And that is something that I also struggle with is just the discipline. So it's really nice to have somebody doing this with you, whether it's a friend or a practitioner or something like that. So how do we tame the lion of estrogen? As a naturopath, 
this is something that I do with everybody. I make sure that the foundations of health are there because if we're missing one brick in the foundation of our home, our entire home can fall. And if it doesn't fall, it's going to be weak in that spot. So if your hormones are out of balance, you're tired in a bad mood, this has to be the first line. And I kind of refer to this sometimes as like a Jenga game. If you guys have ever played Jenga and you pull the little wooden pieces out, our foundations can be like those little wooden pieces. And if you pull one of them out, you know, like let's think about hydration, for example, if we're not well hydrated and we don't have enough minerals or electrolytes, you pull that little Jenga piece out and that tower starts to wobble with just one piece out. So that's how important these foundations really are. So we always look at those first because a missing foundation really can be a root cause. And sometimes the solution is more simple than we thought. So that that's always something that we don't want to overlook. So hydration, like I mentioned, is one of those foundations Usually I advise people to drink half their body weight in ounces per day and caffeine should be replaced with equal parts water because it is a diuretic. So if you're drinking coffee, which isn't terribly bad, the only thing that I really don't like about coffee is that it, it depletes fluid from your body. So you want to replace it with a cup of water. So you want to add that to your daily regimen. And then minerals are really important because I can, I can't tell you how many times I've had clients say I'm drinking 80 ounces of water per day, but I'm just peeing it all out. Or I don't feel like I'm hydrated and I'm still constipated. And then I say, but are you getting your minerals? And they say, Oh, I forgot about that. And actually you can deplete your minerals if you're not adding those in. So I really customize minerals for my clients based on their needs, but as a blanket approach, you can always add like Redmond's, like a pinch of Redmond sea salt to your water, or even go and get the trace minerals that come in a bottle. Um, <clears throat> those are two really good things to try. Okay. So food is another foundation in our Jenga game or in the foundation of our house. So nutrition, nutrition for optimal hormone health and mood. Um, the first thing that we always want to think about is how is our blood sugar balance? And now that I've worked with women for quite a while, I have found that many women have disordered eating, not necessarily an eating disorder, you know, diagnosis, but somewhat disordered eating either happening now or in the past. So we really want to make sure that we are nourishing ourselves and keeping our blood sugar balanced when we're in a healing mode. It's really important to go back to the basics, make sure that we are not fasting, which I know is contrary to a lot of things people hear when they're working on their hormone health, but it's really important not to fast for too long. So I always say overnight, of course, but in the morning, please get up and have breakfast. It's really, really important. So foods for optimizing metabolism and hormonal health are cooked veggies, cooked fruits, grass fed meat, 
root veggies, raw carrot salad, boiled white capped mushrooms, fresh squeezed orange juice without pulp, free range pastured eggs, raw cheese, A2 milk if you can get it, shellfish, and eat at regular intervals throughout the day. And then we want to focus on the good fats and oils like coconut, real grass-fed butter or ghee, grass-fed beef tallow, um, and then a bonus snack of a high-quality ice cream with few ingredients and a real food sweetener. You can find ice cream that is hormone-free. Um, you can make your own, but that's a really nice combination of fat um, and then the, the sugar that's needed for hormone support. But like anything, you know, you don't want to overdo sugar. You don't want to overdo the fat, especially if you're, you don't have a good exercise routine going on. And I, I am the poster child for that right now <laughs> is, you know, you want to make sure that you are moving your body and, and we'll talk about that. So what we want to avoid are polyunsaturated fatty acids. And those are found in a lot of nuts and seeds in fish oil. Um, we want to avoid artificial ingredients as much as possible, fake sweeteners, cruciferous veggies and raw greens. And the reason I say cruciferous veggies and raw greens, and you don't have to avoid them completely, but cutting down on them really is very supportive of the thyroid. Those are goitrogenic foods. So in many women that I work with, they have sluggish thyroids. That doesn't necessarily mean that on a thyroid test, it showed that they're, they have an incredibly scary um, hypothyroid or Hashimoto's or anything, but they, their thyroid does need some support. So when we're in healing mode with hormones, I like people to avoid those things, you know, in moderation, nothing ever has to be perfect here. We're just aiming for good progress, not perfection. Laying more bricks, like my little bricks <laughs> for sleep. So that's another brick in our foundation. Sleep seven to nine hours per night if you can. I love when I hear people have a grown up bedtime routine. I think that is awesome. You know, like for our kids, a lot of times we have a, a bedtime routine for them, but that can really help us grownups as well. And then sunlight first thing in the morning, get it into your eyeballs if you can. And then before bed, no blue lights, no screens one hour before bedtime. There are some things you can do. You can use um, blue light blocking glasses or change your screen to amber. But I really think avoiding that bright light altogether really does help. So before I go to bed, I, and I'm not perfect about this either, but um, I like to read. So I turn on my incandescent light. You know, it's a lower light. I have a reading light right here that I use that has like an orange, kind of an orange glow to it. So I use that and I turn off the other lights and just use that. And that helps me get ready for sleep. Cool, dark room, white noise if you need it. Have a small snack, meditate, pray, do some breathing exercises. These are all really great ways to wind down at night. And one thing I wish I would have added here is a weighted blanket. 
I love my weighted blanket for the nights when I am really anxious and having trouble quieting my mind down. It's just like the pressure of the blanket really helps me to fall asleep. So there's another tip for you if you haven't tried it. There are many, many root causes of sleep challenges. And this is a big one that I work on with a lot of clients. Um, so I just, you know, I, I always sit down and ask a lot of questions and I try to help that person with their specific challenges. And sometimes this can be a really big one for moms, especially moms who have little kids who are nursing or just get up a lot during the night. And, you know, sometimes that's just the season that we're in and those things we can't help, but sometimes there are, are ways that we can maximize the limited amount of sleep that we are getting. So there's usually something we can do to help at least a little bit. And if not, we focus on the other things and we come back to this later. All right. So building a house is hard work. And by hard work, I mean exercise. <laughs> so if you're in your 20s, cardiovascular is great. A lot of people, you know, in their 20s, they have good knees and they like to run. And that's great if you like to do that, you know, bicycling, swimming, um, all those things that get your heart rate up. When we're in our 30s, it's better to have for hormone balance. It's better to have a good balance of cardio flexibility and strength training. And then once we get to 40 and higher strength training really needs to come first and then cardio and flexibility, flexibility and cardio are still important, but, um, definitely focusing on that strength training that can really help us detox estrogen from our body and, um, it just, it gets us stronger and feeling better. And that's what we need at that age. So while you're in healing mode, do not overdo the exercise. So especially if you haven't been exercising regularly, this is not the time to start P90X or like go to a um, hit workout group at 5.30 in the morning or something like this. This is, this is me giving you permission to ease into it because if we stress our bodies out too much with too much exercise, it can further damage our metabolism and our hormone balance. So this is something that is very important, but we want to make sure that we are not getting to that threshold of exhaustion. We don't want to make our exhaustion worse. So Exercise can be invigorating and give us energy, but we don't want it to drain us. So I always say, do your exercise. If it takes you more than a few minutes to recover from that exercise and you just can't get up out of your chair and do anything for an hour, you've overdone it. And if it's affecting your ability to sleep at night, you've definitely overdone it. Minding our minds, stress, is a huge root cause of imbalanced hormones and mood challenges. And on the flip side, breath work and meditation can really help with that. So try adding that into your daily routine and see if it makes a difference in how you feel. And it is, you can get immediate effects from that. A lot of people feel better you know, if they're stressed out, they sit down and do some breathing exercises, 
but there is also a really nice cumulative effect to breathing and meditation on a consistent basis, which can over time start to train your body to get out of that fight and flight emergency hormone state, or maybe not flip into that so easily like many of us do. Okay. So root causes and personalized support. So sometimes we can do all the things and really you feel like you've done it all and you still aren't feeling your best. And this is where I come in with a traditional naturopathic consultation and we dig and then we dig deeper and then we dig deeper and we keep going until we figure out what's going on. And sometimes, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it can be hard, but for most of us, it has taken us years and sometimes decades to get to the place where we are with our health. And it's gotten bad enough that we want to do something, but it's going to take, you know, if you think about how long it took us to kind of slip into this, it's going to take us a while to get back out of it. So the natural approach, unfortunately, isn't always an instantaneous relief, but I always try to tailor the plan to make sure that I'm trying to do something that is going to give relief, but also that we are working on things that are going to benefit you down the road so that you don't get back to where you were before. So I act as a health detective. That's part of my job. I feel like, like a crime scene investigator and I'm going in and I'm looking for clues and I'm going over your health history and your labs. I have a pretty extensive intake form that I have people fill out for me. And then as I'm going through all of this, I oftentimes contact my client with questions, you know, to try to figure out what's going on. So sometimes, for example, I read um, that this person has had some gut issues and that they started taking a certain supplement. And I think, huh, I wonder if this started when they started taking the supplement. So then I go back and I ask, did this start, you know, and then we start kind of building the bigger picture together. Some in-depth things that I work on with my clients are autoimmune conditions, gut health, like I mentioned, mold illness, thyroid and adrenal support. Of course, estrogen dominance is a big one, fatigue, pain. And I also advise on the use of bioidentical hormone replacement products, especially progesterone and mostly progesterone and vitamins and supplements and herbs and things like that. Okay. Stay with me because we're going to talk about one more key component of healing that is often overlooked. So I want to do something really, really quick with you guys. If you just want to sit back, close your eyes, take a deep breath, kind of take a moment to let everything that I have said kind of process and settle. And now we're going to imagine you're going to going to imagine yourself with more energy to enjoy your life and be there for your loved ones for your kids, for your significant other. Maybe you're in a caregiving mode and you're helping to take care of someone else. So just imagine yourself doing that with more ease and more energy and feeling content and calm 
and confident. Having a sharper mind and a better memory. A stronger body. Maybe even better gut issues, like less bloating. And balanced hormones and all of the benefits that come with that. I would be thrilled to help you with those goals. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. If you're a fan of the Golden Ratio Wellness Podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review it so I can reach more people with this valuable information. If you would like even more content or support, please visit my website at goldenratiowellness.info or on social media. The links are in the show notes. I hope you have a divinely balanced day.